here we go. And for those of you that have never listened to this podcast before, this is the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. And welcome back to those of you that listen every week. My name is Travis Rosinger, and I'm sitting here with my co-host, but also my wife, Dawn Rosinger. Well, hey, everyone. I want to say good morning because it is morning. And this morning, we were sipping on coffee and having kind of a slow morning. And we began to talk about what God has been teaching us lately in our time with Him. We began to share it with each other. And then we just thought, you know what? Let's share it with you yeah, guys today. let's do it. We wanted to include you in on our conversation. So we just pulled out the microphone and decided, let's go. Pretty natural, pretty organic, but things that God has been laying on our yep. hearts, speaking to us. And we happen to think that there are things that God is wanting to grow in us, but also maybe for us to share yeah. with others. You guys know the biggest and the most important part of our marriage is our faith and our relationship with Jesus. We truly are dependent on God for everything. And we know that if God isn't the center of our marriage, it would be an absolute wreck. Like we could not have a marriage without God. Yeah, being yeah. We're already flawed, broken yeah. people, but it would be a train wreck, like horrible. Marriage is hard enough as it is, but to try and do it without Jesus being the center of it and we wouldn't survive. We would probably kill each other in a couple different ways. And because of that, we both have personal disciplines in this area. Why? Why do we have these personal disciplines? Well, we want to continue to grow our relationship with him. And in order to grow any relationship, we all know you have to spend time getting to know that person intimately. Yeah. And we're talking about God, yeah. our relationship with God. And to be disciplined is to be consistent yeah. and to make sure that God is an integral part of our day, but often the early part of our day. I know for me, Don, I have a prayer room and I go in there and I read my Bible. I sip my coffee and I pray and I talk to God. I worship in there with the door shut, but it's also our movie room. Like yes, we just yep. watched a movie in there last night, but it's this space that in the mornings, I don't watch movies there. It's dedicated to worship, prayer, and reading the Bible. I have seen you for the last 30 years, go into a prayer room. It's so important. You have a discipline and it begins right away in the morning. Well, mine begins in the morning as well because I know that I can't go throughout the rest of my day with making sure that I am connecting with God in the morning. So I spend a couple uh, moments just reading God's word or listening to him on the Bible app a couple chapters a day. I spend time in prayer. I know that I have to communicate. I have to dedicate my day to God. And then I'm also a podcast junkie. So I listen to a lot of podcasts just as I'm getting ready before I go out the door just to get God's word, God's truth. But I want to know God and I want to continue to grow my relationship with him. And again, because we were having a slow morning this morning and we wanted to kind of connect with each other and really talk about Jesus, mm, keep him yeah. the focus of our lives. I looked at you and, and was just saying, hey, what is God teaching you? And you asked me and we kind of started exchanging that. Yeah. And then we decided, like we mentioned earlier in this episode, that we wanted to share it with you guys. So Don, what has God been sharing, you know, and teaching you lately? What would you like to pass on to everybody else? You know, I love it when you read something in God's word or you hear a song or you hear a message and it seems like it goes back to the same thing. So I feel like lately God has really just been teaching me to just run the race that he has given me and to stay in my own lane. Like it just keeps coming back to that. And part of it comes from, I was reading through the book of 1 Corinthians and in 1 Corinthians 9, 
It talks about running a race. It talks about a race. And it says this. Don't you realize that in a race, everyone wins, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So I run with purpose in every step. I am not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete training it to do what it should. Otherwise, I fear that after preaching to others, I myself might be disqualified. And I love that verse. It jumps out at me. We're yeah. runners. Travis, you know, I'm a very disciplined person. Every day I do the same thing over and over again. But I just want to make sure that I'm running with purpose in every step. I'm also a time person. So I don't want to waste time. I don't want to do things that I'm not supposed to be doing. But then just recently, I feel like just in Hebrews, I was reading Hebrews 12 and it kind of jumped out at me again, again, a similar theme. And it just says this, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Again, we just run our race with endurance, the race that God has set before us. So what does that mean to me? That means running in the lane that God has given me and just running with all of my might, making sure that I know that God has a purpose and a plan for my life and continuing to run the race he has for me. My race is not your race, Travis. It yeah, is not. Yeah, we very are, different. We are running yeah. a marathon together, but you have your own lane. I have my own lane. My coworkers have their own lane. And just making sure that I'm focusing on my lane. I, I love the some of the things that you're pointing out in the original passage that you just read a moment ago. It's so powerful. Maybe one of the best in the whole Bible. And it's interesting because it says run in such a way to win. Yeah. That is yeah. really cool. I want to win. <laughs> I think the challenge is, and yeah. I'm a natural are, competitor. You and I are yeah. both competitive, uh, but the natural way to win or that we think to win is I'm going to win in the way others are winning. I'm yeah. going to be successful the way that others are being successful. And I think that's what causes us, like you mentioned earlier, to step out of our lane yeah. and to write, start running the wrong race. But it's so cool what he says right here. He's like, I beat my body and, you know, I I, I discipline my body as yes. an athlete would. And the idea there is that I don't want to disqualify myself. Yeah, I don't want I to agree. run somebody else's race. I don't want to be disciplined doing it a different way. I want to be a person who has not been disqualified, who has succeeded. Oh, and I love won. that. Yep. And you know, it's really cool. It helps me when I focus on my own race, my own lane. It helps me not to compare. It helps me quit comparing myself to others because they have their own race. They have their own lane. And God has called me to my own race, my own lane. Honestly, when I try to compare myself to others, I get discouraged. I get frustrated and I'm like, wait, what am I doing? God has called me to something else. So what? I, As I look at this passages, you know, the scriptures that God's been showing me lately, what is my race? I had to like drill down a little bit deeper. Well, first of all, when I'm running my race, I just got to keep my eyes focused on Jesus. Like if he's not where my focus is, I'm going to run off the course. I'm going to run off the path. But my personal race is to be a great wife, to be a great mom, to be a great Oma, my you know grandma, to be a great friend and a coworker. My race is also my job. I'm the pastor of groups at my campus and I'm committed and focused on telling people about Jesus and connecting them in community. We have quite a few pastors at our campuses. They all have their own race and I don't need to run there in their lane. I need to run in my lane. We're running it together. We're running for the prize and that's what we're going for. But again, I need to focus on what God has called me 
too. Yeah, and I like what you said earlier, Donna, about not comparing yourself to others. And I think the important piece of that is you're a terrible version (laughs) of other people, but you are an amazing version of yourself. You're exactly Mm. who God created you to be. And so for you to keep moving in that, and like you just pointed out, some of those personal things that uh, define your race, that's your bullseye. Yeah, That's your yeah. bullseye, being that great wife, that that awesome mom and grandmother, but coworker, friend, all those things. That's perfect. Yeah. That's incredible. I think this all has so much to do with marriage because, Travis, God has called us together to run a race together when it comes to our marriage. And we need to not compare our marriage to other people. We need to run the race that God has given us, the goals and the, you know, the, the thoughts and the plans that he's given us, and we need to run that together. But when it comes to running a race, it talks about in the, those scriptures that we need to be disciplined. So how do I personally stay disciplined in these areas? And the first and foremost, it's just a continual self-evaluation. I feel like sometimes maybe I overdo this, but I'm always looking like, what do I need to do? How can I get better? What do I need to get rid of? What do I need to add to my life? And by staying disciplined, I have to. St- I know I have to be in God's word. I have to know what God wants for me. And Part of how I know what God wants for me is just opening up the Bible or listening to the Bible on the Bible app and like letting God speak to me through his word. I have to stay connected to Jesus through prayer. I have to make sure that I'm communicating my needs to him, my thoughts, my love, my admiration for him, and just staying in that communication with him, growing that and growing spiritually and, you know, through podcasts and just different ways to grow spiritually. I also, I want to make sure that I'm just growing as a person individually. I know we're reading a really cool book by Vanessa Edwards about just captivating, like just making sure that we're going deeper with other people, connecting with them truly. And it's really about being focused on others and making sure that we are uh, being interested in others and trying out who they are, who God created them to be. So another way just to stay disciplined is to continue to grow myself and also surrounding myself with other people that love Jesus. Other people who are like faithful and committed and know that they have a purpose and we have an eternal purpose as well, making sure that I'm committed to be around them and growing in community. And also, Travis, I just think looking for ways to serve and to give, making sure that my eyes aren't fully focused on me, but looking at others and how can I serve? How can I give? And those are just ways that I personally stay disciplined because I want to run the race. I want to make it to that finish line. So that's just kind of what God has been showing me or teaching me lately. And I love it. I grab onto those things. Good stuff. Really good stuff. But after we were talking this morning, I know Travis, God has been showing you and teaching you some things. Can you share with us again? Like, I love what God's showing you. Just go ahead and Tell us what that is. Yeah, and I think mine um, really comes maybe from a perspective of a man. Not that women can't relate to this. I think all of us can. But, you know, so often I'm putting my life under the microscope and I'm kind of thinking, am I where I need to be? Like as far as down the journey, down the path, or am I behind? Am I running behind? And Or, or should I be in a different place? And so I'm kind of like you, Don, constantly self-evaluating. Well, you and I, there's been something that I've been really ruminating and kind of mulling over the last couple of days. And after a deep discussion that you and I had, the very next morning I walked into that prayer room slash movie room and I sat down and I had my coffee 
and I opened up 1 Corinthians. Now, I've been reading through the book of Proverbs. I just finished it, and I decided I'm just going to keep going back yeah. through the book of Proverbs over and over again. But Amazing I'm also, nuggets of wisdom in oh, Proverbs. Phenomenal. Crazy. Yep. But I'm also going to be, obviously, just wanting to read other books of the Bible, as I've you know certainly done in the past throughout my life. But So I, you exited 1 Corinthians. I just got into 1 Corinthians, and that's when I came across 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 2, and this just slapped me in the face. It was like, I love Travis, that, that happens. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was from God. It was like, you were, you were struggling with this. You were mulling this over the, yesterday. I'm giving you the answer today. First Corinthians chapter four, verse two. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must hmm. prove faithful. Wow. Wow. Those three words were so loud and so clear in my mind, must prove faithful. Have I been given a trust? Have you, Don? Have those of you that are listening, have you been given a trust? We've all been given a trust. And so what is our job? What is our responsibility? Must prove faithful. And that was just so important to me. It's not like, and, and and really it's kind of what you were talking about. I was comparing myself to other people's progress or yeah. other people's lane. And I'm running my lane. I'm doing what I need to be doing. God is more concerned that I am proving myself hmm, faithful. That's good, yeah. And that's what he spoke to me. And I looked up that word faithful. The synonyms for it would be dependability or trustworthiness. And I've got to be honest with you, I love those synonyms. So Dependability, yeah. trustworthiness. That's like our heart beats. Like, that's who oh, we are. I man. love that. The world is ran by the people who show yep. up. Be dependable. Show up. And I immediately thought of team members. I've always been on a team, and I've managed people throughout my life and been a part of, of teams that accomplish a lot. And when I think of people on a team who are dependable and trustworthy, I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you are so priceless. Mm-hmm. Like, I want a hundred more of you. Can we clone you? But here's an interesting thing in our culture right now is there's this tension um, between a thing called, and it's a new phrase, and I'm not sure if you and I have even talked about this much, Don, but a, a thing called quietly quitting. And it's the idea that you're in a job and you can do a really good job and get by and what your employer doesn't know is that you could be blowing it out of the water, but instead you're just holding way back and taking it easy because you're really not fully engaged anymore. You're really not fully all in. And so you're quietly quitting. You're giving um, 70% because that's what is required to to do a good job. But really you could be given 150%. So, So basically others won't necessarily know that, but on the inside, you know, you could give more. Totally. Yeah. 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 You know, no one else knows. And so really, if you think about it in our lives, there's this tension between quietly quitting or just getting by and then being the best. And so often we're like, we compare ourselves to others and we got to like, just strive to be the best, the best, the best. And the problem is we sell our soul Hmm. for pride. We sell our soul for a thing called what, what the world would, would identify as, you know, trademarks or characteristics of success. But here's the thing. Sometimes success is just crossing the finish line and never giving up. Being able to one day hear from Jesus, well done, good and faithful Mm, servant. 
You ran your race, you didn't give up, you kept going. And I've always loved synonyms for words, you know, being faithful. So what, what's the synonym? Again, dependability and trustworthiness. But I, I really appreciate antonyms. So the opposite of a word and the opposite of faithfulness is inconsistency. Not like yet. you don't <laughs> show up, you're not consistent, you're not dependable, or really a, an important one would be unfaithfulness. If you're faithful, you're there, but if you're uh, your opposite of that, you're unfaithful. And why this matters to me, because, uh, you know, being a pastor pretty much my whole life and and being a leader and, and helping to manage teams and people and organizations, and then watching my own life, one of the things that I've seen is inconsistency and unfaithfulness, not only in myself, but I've seen epic uh, you know, versions of this in our world. I think of a man recently who completely abandoned his family wow. and just walked away, gave up, and he's gone. You know, then I think of, of another person who cheated on his wife. And this is new, something new to us that we didn't know that this occurred. A, a great leader, somebody that we looked up to that we um, had close contact with. And he just cheated on his wife and then went and did a whole bunch of crazy, inconsistent, unfaithful things. And then I think of somebody else recently who just straight up abandoned their post. They just walked away. And they had this responsibility that God gave them and they just said, okay, I'm done. And that's it. And I don't list those people because I'm trying to be the judge, the jury, indict them and prosecute no, them. Yeah. I list them because I'm in danger on certain days. I the, I'm, have the uh, you know potential to maybe give in and make mistakes like that. And so when I think of faithfulness, I just can't think of the lack of faithfulness of others I got to think of what is God, what is his opinion of me, of Travis? I mean, after all, here's what that same verse goes on to say. It says, I care very little if I am judged by you or by any human court. Indeed, I do not even judge myself. My conscience is clear, but that does not make me innocent. It is the Lord who judges me. Mm, wow. And that's the most important it part. Is, yeah. yep. It's not what other people think of me. It's not, you know, whether I'm measuring up to the best of the best or, or well, I'm just better than those that are feeling around me that are, you know, leaving their post or cheating on their wives or, you know, doing all these crazy things, but it's, what is God? Yeah. What does God think of me? My role that God has been speaking to me is Travis, you must prove faithful. I think that's super cool that what God has showed me about just running my race and being disciplined and God has showed you about faithfulness. It's so similar. Yeah, I really, truly agree. I mean, because being faithful is a part of, you know, making sure that you're consistent, that you're dependable, but then also being faithful to your lane, yep. what God has called you yep. to. So it's that running, but running the right direction. So we happen to think that this all applies to marriage because spirituality and having a Jesus-centered marriage that's how you keep together yeah. and keep a strong marriage. Yeah. But but also my lane is you, Don. My yeah. lane is my spouse. And being dependable, being consistent, those of you that are listening, that's the goal that you want for your life. Yeah. Your lane is, it's the one that God put right in front of you, the, the ring that you're wearing on your finger. I mean, that's the person yeah. you're supposed yeah. to be focusing on right after God. And ultimately, we honestly need to choose it and we need to do it. Whatever God's called us to, we need to be faithful. We need to be disciplined and do it. Choose to do it. 
and allow God to help us along the way. We can't do this alone. And that's why we are so disciplined and just growing our relationship with him. So as a couple, as an individual, make sure you're spending time with God and growing that relationship. God has so many cool things he wants to show us. And I love how he just exposes us to those things. And spend time sipping coffee and sharing those things with each other. Well, hey guys, we want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Loving the Fight Marriage Podcast. Remember guys, you can do it. You got this. Keep loving the fight. We'll see you next time.